Hello, we are learning the Kutasichas Chelikud Dalid Vaischadon Aleph. The Sicha is also a Hadrin, a Siyum Amesach to Shabbos, and uh, very different than some of the Sichas that we've learned together up until here. Very fascinating uh, insight into understanding it. the last Mishnah of Mesech to Shabbos as it connects to the first Mishnah of Mesech to Shabbos and as it, it's connected to Melacha of Kaisher. With regards to the dinim of Shabbos, which is one of the Aseres Adibris, which is in the parsha of Ezchanon, it says in the Mishnah, in the Seam of Mesech Shabbos. There was a story in the, in the times of Reb Tzadik, father of Reb Tzadik, that they closed the window with a pach shalcheres, with a tafiyach, with a uh, earthenware vessel. The kashru is a mekida, klicheres begemi. Leida im yesh begigis peseach tefach eloi. And then they tied a a uh, small earthenware vessel with a reed to know if the gigis, if the barrel has an opening of a tefach. What is happening over here? So according to Rashi, this is what happened. There was there were two houses with a alleyway in between them. And, and in the alleyway there was a mace. There was, somewhat, there was a, a, someone who had passed away. Now above the alleyway there was a roof. A roof made of a, of a barrel. But the barrel had an opening. So if, there is, if the barrel was closed, the barrel would be an oil. And the tumor would be anywhere under the barrel, including if there's a window under the barrel, the, the tumor would go into the house. But if there's no window, then the tumor doesn't go into the house. If there's no, uh, um, if there's, if there's no roof on top, then there's no oil. Even if there is a roof on top, but there's an opening in the roof the size of a tefach, it's also considered an opening for the tumor to go out, and the, um, and the, the rooftop is not an oil. In this specific case, the first thing that they did, even before the person passed away, is they sealed the window with an earthenware vessel. Because the earthenware vessel, a clay cheres, is not metama migaboy. It's not metama from the outside of the keli. So if the outside of the keli is facing the alleyway, and the whole window is now closed because of it, then there's no way for the tumor to get into the house because the window is closed and the outside of the klicheres does not conduct the tumor, and therefore the house is safe. What about the space in the alleyway? So now they have to measure because the barrel, that's the roof, if it has a, a opening of a tefach or not. There was an opening, they just don't know what size it is. So they took a small earthenware vessel that's the exact size of a tefach, and they tied it to a, to a branch, tying it, they tied it with a grass, with a piece of grass, which is important, because that means that it was not a kesha shalkayama, because grass dries out, and it can't, the knot can't last, and they stuck it up in the ear, in the space of the opening, to see if, it, oh, if it's open, if it's the size of a tefach or not. That's what happened. So again, they, 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 they closed off the window to the house with the klicheres. They measured the, the, uh, the opening of the roof by, uh, by taking a klicheres that was the size of a tefach 
and tying it to a branch and measuring it to see what size the opening in the roof is. So the Mishnah concludes that from this story we learn that you're allowed to uh, you're allowed to close the window even though it might seem to be like like you're closing off the wall you're finishing the wall it's still allowed you're allowed to measure and you're allowed to tie a non-permanent knot the Gemara explains that it's not so simple that there's that we're not talking about here any knot but that you're allowed to measure if it's for the sake of a mitzvah for example you want to measure the mikveh to know if the mikveh has the right amount or if the size of the mikveh is there supposed to be three amis by an ama with a depth of an ama. So you want to measure to make sure that the mikveh is the right size. It's okay. You want to measure on Shabbos for a mitzvah. So too with regards to tying a knot, uh, it's the, it, so the Shulchan Aruch says that it would that, that which the Mishnah says that it's mutter, even though it's a kesher she'ene shalkayama, it's only only the tzedek mitzvah. Kesher shalkayama is also medayraisa. A kesher she'ene shalkayama is also medirabanon, but they permitted it for the case of a mitzvah. Ulam benegel kika with regards to the closing of the window. Mavur b'teisus sham the teisus over there says she muteres gam shalel tzedek mitzvah that it is mutter also. Oh, oh, even if it's not Metzerich Mitzvah. So Pekika is always mutter. Closing the window, or in the olden days, Mestama, it wasn't just a window that you slide down, that would take a piece of wood or something that would basically fill in the space of the window. It almost seems like you're finishing the wall, which is Baina. Nevertheless, Chacham said, you're allowed to close a window. And we also learned that you're allowed to measure on Shabbos, and you're allowed to tie on Shabbos a non-permanent knot in those two cases, if they are Metzerich Mitzvah. And now we're going to introduce a question that seems to be a very basic, simple question, but it's going to lead us into a fascinating discussion on the idea of kosher of taik. We have, we have, and the question is going to be regarding the order of the Mishnah. First it says paikikin, then it says maididin, and then it says kosher. Tzadachlav. And the reason why the Mishnah says first Paikikin and then simply said that was the order of the event. First, first they closed the window. Then they tied and they measured. So therefore, it's very simple that Paikikin comes first because that's what happened first. In that case, he should have said the kosherin before meididin. Because first they tied the little earthenware vessel to the branch. And only afterwards were they able to measure to see if there's an opening of a tefach in the roof. So why does it say Paikikin Asari Maididin before Kaishin if in the order of the event Kaishin came before Maidin? The Gam Imtim Tsalaima the Atam Lag Damas Din the Paikikin. Ulaidak mipne the kachava uvda kim gamitne aklala movem divriatis. Shabishte Tevis I say there who Zu vein Sadhlaimar Zu in the Gemara in Kidushin where it says a Ishme Kadesh Boyu Mishluch. That a man could be Mekadish's wife either by himself or through a shliach, through an agent. 
So the Gemara and the Tesis have a discussion. The Gemara asks uh, 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 um, if it says Bishluchai, uh, the for sure is boy. If a person can be Mikadish's wife with someone else, for sure he can be Mikadish's wife on his own. So the Gemara has a discussion there, and Tesis comes with, a, with an explanation that when you have two words, one after the other, or three words, one after the other, that are just giving you a list of, of what you're allowed to do or whatever the, the, the context is, then this order is going to be zu, the ein tzadok leimar zu. This, and I don't even have to tell you something else. Because you, know, you, you already know it from the first thing that I said. In other words, you start with the biggest chiddush. Chiddush means a novelty. Something that's, 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 uh, that's a novel idea. Something that I wouldn't have known uh, without this. And it, it's, it, the, the, the bigger the chiddush, the earlier it comes. The first thing I say is the biggest chiddush. And then I say the next things that may be less of a chiddush, but I feel a need to say them anyway. So it could be that the reason why Pekikin comes first is because the Mishnah is following this rule of Zu, Vein Tzadok Leimar Zu. B'meilu Muvan, Shetzirichim L'Shana Yistchila Adin Shiyaz B'Chidosh Yeser, that we start with the biggest Chidosh. V'lochein, Bo Kan Tchila Adin De Pekikin, so therefore the Mishnah begins with Pekikin, Mishum Yisre Na Chidosh Abay, because Pekikin is the biggest Chidosh. Why? V'hainu, Kivon Sheitiru Livkei Kafal Pidudam In Lebinyan, since they, permit, they permitted one to close the window, even though it's so similar to building, therefore it is must be, if they're allowing you to do something that looks like vayna, it must be that it's muttered across the board. If there was a problem of vayna, then they wouldn't have been matted at the mitzvah. So it must be that for some reason, they, they, they hold that this is not an issue of Bainam. And therefore they were matirit. Therefore it doesn't need to be Lutzerich Mitzvah. In any case, it's mutter to close the window because it's not considered Bainam. So Paikikin is mutter even Shalai Lutzerich Mitzvah. Mashayinki Medidu, Kshira Shaitur Rak Lutzerich Mitzvah. But Kshira and Medida are only mutter Lutzerich Mitzvah. So therefore it's a much smaller Chiddush. To say that something is mutter across the board is a much bigger chiddush than to say that it's only mutter in a specific case, l'mashal otzerich mitzvah, where there's a special need. So, I know, so, so if that's the reason why Pekikin came first, it still doesn't answer our question. Tam since both of them were hutra l'tzerich mitzvah, they have an equal din. And if there's no special chiddush, no extra chiddush in medida, then it would make sense to say that the mishnah would put it in the order of the event. So we're still in our in our in, in the, we're still we're back to square one. Why does the mishnah say medida before kshira measuring before tying? The other abba. If you want to go deeper and to find that one of them does have a bigger chiddush than the other, it's going to come out that kshira is the bigger chiddush. Why is measuring usher on Shabbos? It's not a malacha measuring. It's usher because it's a It's a mundane act. And therefore it's considered disrespectful to Shabbos. But tying 
a knot, even if it's not a kesha sakayama, who mitam is usher because of ube and in a manner of shemidivrei sefim nikras a gamkin shlokayama. Chachamim called it a kesha shlokayama, and therefore they ushered it. Hainu bekesha shu daimulik shir deraisa. We're talking about a professional knot, which is similar to a knot that's midayraisa, and therefore the chachamim ushered it shalei l'tzeirach mitzvah. So if one of the two had to be Osir, it would make more sense to say that Kshira is Osir. Because Kshira is so similar to something that is a Deiraisa. This would be much more simple to say than Asiring, than prohibiting, measuring, which is only a mundane act, but is not actually a Malacha. So when one when they both became mutter, so kshira has a much greater chiddush. I would think that kshira is also because it's So when they say that kshira is mutter, there's a huge chiddush here, much bigger than medida, which is not even a malacha. So also, even according to this, it should have said Kaishin first before Maidudin, because Kaishin is the bigger Kiddush, that even though it's a, it's it's doima to a Malacha Daisa, nevertheless, So this is our question. Our question is why does the Mishnah set, teach us Umaidudin before the in order to understand this, we're going to have to go back to the first Mishnah in Sechta Shabbos. And it's very, in fact, very fascinating because if you look through many, many of the Siyumim that the Rebbe made in various different Mesechtas or even on Shas or on Rambam, etc., you will see that the, that the uh, Rebbe, in most cases, connects the end of the Mesechta with the beginning of the Mesechta, the end of what he's is making the Siyuman. Here in the Ha'ara 12, he brings, he references the Gemara in Brachas, Taf Yudam and Aleph. Where the Gemara over there says that uh, any Mizmer in Tilim that was Chaviv, that was precious to David, he started with Ashrei and he ended with Ashrei. So Teisvaz asks over there a question uh, that, that, that there's only one Mizmer that starts with Ashrei and ends with Ashrei. So what's the Gemara trying to say? And the Tesis explains, it doesn't mean actually the word Ashrei, it means that the, whenever a Mizmer was precious to David, he, he, the beginning of the Mizmer and the end of the Mizmer were of a similar topic or a similar word. Implying that when the, when the Psicha is Me'ein Achsima, when the beginning and the end are similar, this shows that something is precious about this. And therefore when you can connect the beginning and the end of a Mesechta, it shows something very unique about the Mesechta. So what we're going to do is we're going to answer this question by first introducing an, uh, uh, the beginning of the Mesechta and connecting the beginning and the end. And ultimately, it'll all come together and it will be well understood. So the first Mishnah in Mesechta Shabbos is talking about Hitzah. The the Malacha of taking something, transferring something from one Rishos to another Rishos. Like for example, to take something from the Rishus HaYachid and bring it into the Rishus HaRabim, vice versa. In order to do a Hitzah, in order to, 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 to commit this Malacha, what you have to do is you have to have an Akira and a Hanacha. Akira means to lift up the object 
from its place. Hanacha means to place it back down in its new place. And of course, in the interim, you have to have moved it from one resource to another resource. What happens if a person did just an Akira or just a Hanacha? So it is Asr Midrabanon, but it's not Asr Minatayim. You will understand this by first learning what we learned in the beginning of Mesech Shabbos. That Hitzah is only Asr if the person who's making the transfer did both an Akira and Hanacha. But if the person did just a Hanakira, he lifted the object but he never put it down, or he did just a Hanacha, he put it down but he never had lifted it up. For whatever reason, then what he did is but it is not and there's a famous question that's asked about this why would the Akira or the Hanacha alone not have become because there's a concept that half a shir is even when it comes to Shabbos this begins in the Gemara in Yuma when a person eats something less than the shear. The shear, I believe, is a keseves, the size of a date. That's the shear for which a, a person is punished for eating Anyam Kippur. If a person ate Anyam Kippur but he ate less than a keseves, says the Gemara over there that even though he does not get punished for it because it was less than the shear, nevertheless, it is Osir Minatayr. This is brought down in Hilcha Shabbos as well. One of the examples is the Alter Rebbe says in Shulchan Aruch that if a person cut one hair with the scissors on Shabbos, even though you can't, get, you can't punish him because two hairs is the shear, and this was less than the shear, nevertheless, it's still an Isimedet Isa because he did a malacha, he just didn't do the whole shear. So from this we understand that there's a concept of Chatsi Shir Asmanatayra that even though you're not doing the whole malacha, Nevertheless, you did half of the, of the amount of the malacha. It's still Asr Minatayra. And this would apply even to Ilkha Shabbos. So why can't we say that when the person does an Akira, or the person does a Hanacha, he did a Chatsi Shir, he did half of the malacha, and therefore it's Asr Minatayra. Mavur, but Yeshua Davar, and the answer is as follows. By zeroing in, on the actual verbiage that is used in this in this concept of chatsi shir, asr minatayda. Ha'isr minatayda hu davke b'chatsi shir. Ha'inu shechaser ag b'shir. Kamus ha'isr. Leibim hu'sev e'chusay. When do we say that minatayda, half a shir is asr? If what's lacking is in the quantity, in the amount, but not in the actual definition of the isr. So if a person was supposed to eat that was supposed to chas v'shalom, but if, a, if the Isser is to eat, and a person ate, he just didn't eat enough, but he did eat, so the malacha was done, but the sheer, the amount of what he had to eat, wasn't enough, and therefore, therefore it's still asim and iser. But if the, if the lack, if what's missing, is in the definition of the Isser, le asim atayra, atayra does not say it. 
And this would apply to our case of Eitzah, that picking up the object without taking it out, or taking out the object without picking it up, is only a half a malacha. The malacha consists of picking it up, carrying it through the, the doorway or through however you're going from the shush to the shush and putting it down. That is the malacha. If you haven't done all of that, you have not done the malacha. And therefore, yeah, and therefore it's not, uh, it, it's only half the malacha. The loy chatsi shir, it's not half the amount. Chatsi be'echos, in other words, it's chatsi be'echos ve'gidre uhus. It's only a part of the, of the framework, of the definition of what is the act of transferring. A, 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 a simple example that's not exactly perfect, but a simple example of a person is supposed to run a, a, a 5K marathon. So if they ran two and a half kilometers, so they did the malacha, they ran, they didn't do the whole amount, they didn't, this was chatsi shir. But if a person walked two and a half kilometers, or a person drove two and a half kilometers, then the Itaka got to a certain point, he got to, a, to, a, to, a, to the two and a half mar, uh, 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 kilometer mark, but he didn't do the malacha, he didn't run. If it's about running, he didn't run, he walked or he drove. So. There's a, there's a big difference between doing the right thing, not doing the thing, just not doing enough of it, or doing something that's different, even if it's connected. So the, 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 when, when a person lifts up an object and walks, through, walks into another shus and doesn't put it down, he has not done hitzah. And because he had not done hitzah, therefore it's not awesome and Yes, the iman. Now let's go back to the to the last Mishnah which is talking about Kshira. We could use the same idea with regards to Kshira, with regards to Taink. He's making a professional not a Maisa Uman. But it's lacking in the completion of it because he does not have the intention that this knot should stay, should be gone forever or as long as possible. Yes, the actions we could we can ask. Why is this Because it's a half a shear. Meaning you made the knot. Meaning you're making a knot, and it's a it's a professional knot, but it's lacking the fact that you don't have it in mind that it's going to be a kashashlakayam. But you can still say you did part of it. You did part of the job. You made a, you made a knot. So why don't we say The answer by now is obvious based on our our, our explanation on Shir and When a person ties a knot that's not shal it's not meant to be uh, 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 permanent. So it's not the amount of the malacha that's missing. It's the whole, it's the malacha that's missing. It's lacking in the definition and the purpose of what this malacha is. The knowledge, the intent, that this not should be permanent. is part of the definition of the malacha. And without this intent, for the not to be permanent, it's lacking in the very definition of the malacha. And therefore it's not osim 
So now we have a comparison between Kshira and and Akira and Eitzah. That when you do the Melacha properly, you do a you do a Eitzah, you do an Akira and the Hanacha. It's awesome and Atayda. When you do a Kshira, a Kasha Shal Kayama, it's awesome and Atayda. But if you did Akira without a Hanacha or Hanacha without an Akira, or if you did a Kshira but it wasn't Shal Kayama. Then it's not considered a chazi shir. It's considered a chazi melacha. You didn't do a full melacha, and therefore, it's only osim and The question now is going to be: If they're so similar, why do we find a fundamental difference between them? We're going to see in a moment that kasha shel kayama. We just said is mutilatzerich mitzvah in this mishnah. And when it comes to Akira Belay Anach or Anach Belay Akira, it's Asimidrab, it's Asimidrabanon, and it was not Hutra, let's say, the Mitzvah. We're going to ask why, what's the difference between Kshira, a Kasha Shainish Sakayama, which is Hutra, let's say, the Mitzvah, did, was made permissible by the Chachamim in the case of a Mitzvah, and Akira Belay Anach or the Anach Belay Akira, the, 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 the only, the doing half of Hitzah, which is Asimidrabanon, even if it's the Tzedek Mitzvah. That's when a comes to the When a person did just an akira or just an he lifted it up or he put it down without doing the other one. which we said is We do not find that it's mutilatzerich mitzvah tell us. The reason that the Chachamim in the beginning of, of the Mishnah, in the beginning of Shabbos, they teach us the example that they use in the Mishnah. It says, If the Ani stretched out his hand and he put something into the hand of the Balabais, or they took something from the hand of the Balabais and brought it to himself, to so the example that the Mishnah is using is an example of an Ani Ba'asher, this is to teach us. Even if the transferring is stuck, that's being given from the rich to the person to the poor person, nevertheless, Asura, even if it's stuck, it's still It's Asur even for a mitzvah that once we say that Akira is Asur, and Anoche is Asur, Midrabon, and it includes the Tzedek mitzvah. Although we just said that Akira Belavad or Anochalavat is only Midrabonon, so why is there any different from Alechis Akshira from time? Which we just said that is Mutter Lutzerich Mitzvah. Why would the Akira or the Anocha not have been Mutter Lutzerich Mitzvah if it's only a Chatsi Melacha and it's only Asim Adivri Seifrim? And the reason is going to be, you have to look at the reasoning. What is the reason why Akira Vahanachah are Asr? And what are the reasons why Kshira Shaini Shalkayama is Asr? And once you understand the reasoning behind it, you understand why there is a, a, a dif- differentiation with regards to Tzedek Mitzvah. Even though both, meaning to say, when you only did Akira or Anocha, 
and Kshira, Kasha Shene Shilakayama, are both Asher only Midrabanon, Mikomokoim, Ain, Tam, Ho Isra Shava. The reasoning is not the same. Tam, Isra, Aitza, Bakire, Banacha, Bilvad. The reason why the Chachamim asked, the Chachamim prohibited. The, if you're doing just an Akira or just a Hanacha, why did the Chacham say it's Asir? Ugzeira Shema Yoveyu Kol Echad VeEchad Mehem Lasseis Melacha Shleima B'Shabbos. It's a Gzeira that could be that if I'm going to allow you to do an Akira without a Hanacha, because you didn't do the whole Melacha, you might end up doing the Hanacha. You're gonna go pick up the object and you're gonna go into another space, not another issues. And you're going to forget or whatever it is, and you're going to put down the item, and then you did a full fledged itzah with an akira and anachamadei raisa, and it's a yisa deraisa. So therefore, we're geyser that you shouldn't do an akira or anacha because it might lead to a, a full fledged melacha. Misugadvarim, so it goes into the category of those things. Sha'asru chachamim, gzeda shamba yavim el yisra that Chavim Asr it because of what it leads to. It could lead to an Isr Skila. And then Chavim said it's Asr. Masha'ein kein tam Isr kshiras kesha shenishal kayama. I just want to point out that even by, by if a person does just a Hanacha, so once he put down the object, he already, you know, what, what could you be afraid of? So in the harder that ever brings that we're afraid of the next time around. That if you allow him to do anacha now, the next time he'll do an akira first and anacha, either because he doesn't realize or because he's going to think that it's mutter, and it's going to bring him to do a, a isra skila. So either way, whether it's just the akira or just the anacha, we'd say it's asr because it might lead to an isra skila, to a full fledged isra medirai sanchas. But when you're talking about the reason why chachamim prohibited, to tie a knot that is not permanent. said that a professional knot uh, that is able to last for a while, even though it's not permanent, is still called a kasher shel kayama because it can last for some time. The, the kesha she'enish shel kayama is not also because it's going to come to make a kesha shel kayama because he already made the knot, whatever it is, you know, we're not afraid that this will lead to something. But the kesha she'enish shel kayama looks like a kesha shel kayama. They look alike. And therefore, just like in Hilchis, in Hilchis uh, cooking on Shabbos, you have a mechzikim avashel, you have certain things that chacham asked, even if the thing is already cooked, but it, it, it looks like you're cooking. Uh, it, it, it has that, that imagery. And they were Similarly, over here, because kasha she'enishal kayama, but it's a ma'isa uman, is similar to a kasha shal kayama. They were said, no, it's asr because it's daimel lemalacha, not because there were guys there that's going to lead to a malacha, but because it's daimel lemalacha. Umikiv on she'isura shemalaches hakshira she'enishal kayama eni mishum gzeira shemiyavi al deizel said aides al deizel deraisa. Now it makes perfect sense. Not since the reason that we that, that a kasha she'enish shalkayama is awesome is not because we're worried that it's going to lead to something. But because it's similar to a melacha that, 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 that we, we could differentiate and say that since we're not afraid that it's going to lead to an isra deiraisa, so therefore, if there is a unique situation, for example, a tzayrich mitzvah, we'll say okay. 
We asked it because it's daimal limalacha. But over here, that it looks, over here, that it's a tzedek mitzvah, the fact that it looks like a malacha is not, doesn't concern us so much. And we're matirit. When it comes to the Akira of Anachim, which we're afraid that it's going to lead to an Ismanatayrah, so it makes perfect sense to say that it's perfectly sensible to say that we're afraid that if he's doing a Tzedek Mitzvah, he's going to come to do an Ismanatayrah. So therefore we can't be mounted at the Mitzvah because we're afraid of what it leads to. By Akira of because the reason it's awesome that we're from is because of is because of what it may lead to. So therefore we have to be concerned about that even when he's doing the Tzedek Mitzvah. By Kshira, that we're not concerned about what it's going to lead to. We are more concerned about the 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 the, the, the optics, what it looks like. So we could we could uh, make an exception when there's a, a, a unique situation such as the Tzedek Mitzvah. And this answers our question that although both Kshira, Shainish al Kayama, and Akira Balea Nacha, Anacha Balea Akira are Achatzi Malacha and Osrim Adivere Seifrim, nevertheless, by Kshira, Shainish al Kayama, they were Matirid Lutzerich Mitzvah, and by Akira or Hanacha by themselves, they were not Matirid Lutzerich Mitzvah because of what it made lead to. Avalhog Gufa Derishbir. We still have to understand because this this itself demands an explanation. Why taka by by kasha sheinish lakayama were the chachamim not geizer that it might lead to a kasha shlakayama? Mikibat sheichatzim alacha. Why aren't we afraid that if we allow him to do a kasha shokayama, even the tzedek mitzvah, it's going to lead to, lead to making a kasha shokayama? And, and therefore we should answer it, even the tzedek mitzvah. And it's a kalva chaymer. It's by 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 kshira. There's even a greater chance than akira v'anocha of of leading up to a melacha deraisa. Why? Because ruba akira v'anocha levada. Af al pishi yev shalavim menelo lacha shleim akima de pula neisefes. By akira v'anocha, the only way to to reach the point of a full fledged melacha deraisa is only through another action. He has to put it down, or he has to have picked it up before he put it down. But by a kesher, what differentiates between a kesher shenishokayama and a kesher shokayama, a non-permanent knot and a permanent knot? The intent. If he intends this knot, if it's a real professional knot, and he intends it to, to, and he intends that the knot should be a kasher shel kayama, and it's a kasher shel kayama. He wants it to be last forever. It's, gonna, it's a kasher shel kayama. So it's so easy. He doesn't have to do anything. He just has to change his mind. So madav by kakirevanacha, we're afraid that it's going to lead to an iser. It's going to lead to a full fledged etzah. 
even though it would demand an additional pu'ula, an additional action on the part of the person, by, by kshira, which doesn't demand an action, it just demands a change in his mind, for sure we should say that, it, we, that we should ask it, even with tzedek mitzvah, because it might lead to a deiraisa. So to understand the answer to this question, we have to understand what is the malacha of kaisha. Why is it asr? What defines kshira that makes it asr? In other words, why was kshira asr minatayra? Kshira, it says, why, was it, why, why is it a, a malacha on Shabbos? Because in, by the binyan based on Mikdash or the Mishkan, they had to uh, weave nets in order to catch the chilazin fish from which they made the tcheles in, in the Mishkan. And in order to make a to make a net, you have to tie, you have to you take the, the, little, the, the ropes and you tie together these knots so that you have a, 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 like a netting. And that's your, and, and, and these kshadim were a kashashakayama, they were permanent knots. And that's how they had the net and they can go, go fishing with it. So therefore a kashashakayama is, is what makes the malacha a malacha. Fact that it's Sokayama. But why is that? What's the Hasbara? What's the explanation why there's a difference between the permanence of the knot or not? It says like this What is tying? What is the definition of tying? It's the fact that you're bringing together, you're unifying and connecting two separate elements, let's say two strings. You can only truly call it a connection if the connection is permanent. The, the, the intent that the knot should be permanent is a condition within the malacha of tying. You know, again, a dugmer no, it's not a good example, but it's an example anyway. When two people get married, we say it should be a binyin adayad. Even in Elam Hazar, they have an expression, till death do us part. The whole idea of a marriage, even if there are cases where marriage doesn't, you know, there's, doesn't always last, but when you get married, you're, the, the intent, the purpose is to be married forever. A, 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 a relationship, a marriage where a person is, is, is going in for two years and then it's not, it's, it's not a real relationship. It's not a real marriage. It's not a real connection. You want to connect two things. The idea is that they should, they should connect and be connected. So if, if the whole idea of kosher is to connect two things, then it has to contain within it the intent that it's going to stay for that way forever. And therefore, if a person intended to tie it for only a short amount of time and then to untie it, even in the moment that they are, they are still bound together, this is not a true connection. And would not be included in the tying the Teda Asis. In order 29, he brings the example of the water, the Ma'im Chaim that's used for the Mechatas with the Pada Aduma. And the Allah is that it has the Ma'im Chaim living water. What makes it living water? That the stream that the water comes from, or the river that the water comes from, does not dry up, at least, not, 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 at least for seven years straight. Because if it does, it's called false water or false rivers. It's not real. 
If a river can dry up, then it's not really a river, even when the water is there. Because emes is nitzchi. Truth is eternal. If something is here today, gone tomorrow, then even while it's here, it's temporary. It's not real. So if the whole union of kshira is to connect two things, then, then it has to be there. The intent has to be that they should be connect and remain connected. A piece of yuvon, so based on this we can understand. If a person is lacking the intent for the permanence of the knot, so it's not like it's missing an element of the completion of this melacha. It's lacking the, the, the basis, the basic element of tying. The threads, the strings, are not truly tied and connected to each other. It's as if you just brought the two things together and you didn't even make a knot. I mean, of course you have to make the knot. But it's as if you didn't make the knot. And now we're going to answer our question, why don't we say a gzeda, that a kesha will bring you to a kesha shlokayama? The answer is very simple now. Since tying a kesha shlokayama is not a miktas melacha, but it's not the melacha at all, you're just taking two strings and touching them to each other. But there's absolutely no connection between them, because it's only really a connection if the connection is eternal. So therefore, Therefore, they weren't guys there that you're going to go from 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 a kesha to a kesha because we could from a miktas melacha we could be afraid that you're going to go to a a a, a full melacha. But if you don't even have a mixas melacha, if kshida, a kasha shenish lakayama is not considered even a mixas melacha because it's lacking the fundamental connection between the two elements then there's no need and no purpose in making a gzeda that you're going to go from this to a full malacha if you don't even have a mix of malacha here. And therefore we understand, Chacham couldn't, couldn't make a gzeda about mixes malacha is going to lead to the whole malacha because it's not a mixes malacha. The only issue that the Chachamim found on a Kesha Shemesh Lakayama is because it looks comparable to a, to a real Kshira. And since we're not asking it as a Kshira, therefore, it's Mutu Lutzerich Mitzvah because if it's a Kshira and you're afraid, if I'm going to allow it, Lutzerich Mitzvah, it's going to lead to something else. But if I'm only asking it because of its dimion, its comparison to something else, then when it comes to a mitzvah, that fear, that concern of the dimyan is not strong enough to overpower the, the special need of the mitzvah. But if you're going to talk about the hitzah, the person did just an akira or just a hanokha, that's a different situation. This melacha is the transferring or, and, or bringing in something from Rishus to Rishus. It consists of a number of details. Akira, Hanocha, Vuchulu. You have to lift it up, you have to put it down. Now, when you're missing in action 
in your a detail, an element of the malacha. Even though, as we said earlier, it's only a chazi malacha because it, because it, you did not fulfill the definition of the malacha. The chatzi that you did is a mixes, is a portion of the actual act of Eitzah. And therefore, when a person, if a person does a portion of the malacha, we have to be geyser that it might, he might come to do the whole malacha. It's going to end up once you have a the gzeda applies even when tzedek mitzvah might come to do the whole malacha. So that's the difference between kshira and akira v'anacha. Kshira, when a person ties a kashashenia shalkayama, it's not a mixas malacha. It's a separate malacha, separate act that is doymet to a malacha. And therefore, Chachamim asked it only because of its dimyon, and there's no gzeda. Therefore, the tzedek mitzvah it can be mutter. Masha einkein akira v'hanacha, even though it's only a chatzim malacha, but it's a mixes malacha. And if you're doing a mixes malacha, a portion of the malacha, there's a fear that it might lead to the whole malacha. Therefore, Chachamim were gzeda akira and hanacha mixes atukula. Portion of the malacha because it might lead you to do the whole malacha, and once it's a gzeda, the gzeda applies even with tzedek mitzvah. So now we were introduced. We now introduced. Now we understand what kosher is all about. The kosher is about connecting, and since it's about connecting, it has to be a real and true connection. And now we understand that, that while there is certain similarities between kshira and akira v'anocha, there is also a, a fundamental difference between the two of them, which is why, even though they are both asr medivrei soifrim, nevertheless, uh, kshira was muter it was muter l'tzedek mitzvah, as we learned in the last mishnah of mesech the Shabbos. Masha enkein akira v'anocha is asr akira without anocha, anocha without akira is asr medivrei soifrim, as we learned on the first Mishnah in Shabbos. Now let's go back to the order, which our original question was, the order of Poikikin and Kershin and Meididin Vikershin. So Poikikin comes first for two reasons. Number one, Kachavovd, that was the order of the event. Number two, because Poikikin is the biggest Chiddush, that even though that there's a, the, it's Doima, to Melachas, Melachas Abnia, nevertheless, nevertheless, Kachavovd were Matir, Kika, or Poikikin, even Shaloi L'Tzeidich Mitzvah. Always mut. That's the biggest chiddush. What about meidin and kishin? Why does Mishnah put meidin before kishin? So now that we understand that we're, we're talking a kasha sheni shal kayama, and a kasha sheni shal kayama is not even a mikzas melacha. It is only a, a, a pu'ula that is doy melacha. It's only an action that is similar to a melacha deraisa kasha shal kayama. We now see that kishira is is close to being mutter. And therefore it's not such a big chiddush. And that's what we're going to see in the Sikha. 
We just explained that when you tie a kesher, a non-permanent kesher, which the Chachamim said was Asir, it doesn't contain any portion of actual kesher. It's only Asir because it looks like a kesher, it looks like a lach of the Isra is not because from the act of tying, because only because of its comparison to something else, to something that is Asr, that is technically disconnected from it. Because it's, sometimes it might be hard to comprehend, after all, you're tying or not. How could you say that in. How can you say Belishum Shaykh Sayleha? But that is one of the chidushim of this of this of this vart. That if Kshira means connecting connecting, then if you didn't connect permanently, it's not a connection. And even though it looks like tying, it's not tying. If you're tying your shoe, your shoe won't fall off. But it's not called a malacha of kshira because it's not connected. It's not ultimately connected. And therefore, it's not, it, it, it's not kshira. And, it's, and it only looks like something that has no shaykhahs to it. It's not for the fact that it looks like a kesha shal kayama, like the, like the act of tying, there would be no reason to ask this. There's no action that you're doing that would have said, okay, this, this is a shtikl malacha. This is a, a mixed malacha. No such thing. But when it comes to the act of measuring, that on the one hand, it's not related to, a, to something that's It's not a portion of a malacha daira It's not a dimyan to a malacha daira It's not a comparison to a malacha daira The whole foundation of the Yisr is only midrabanan. And so on the one end, Medida seems very close to being matim, to being mutter. Because it's, it, it's not even daimal malacha. Nor is it a chelik of a malacha. Ula ma'idach, but from the other perspective, harim ized gufa muchach, she'isuru umitzad atzma. But when the Chacham did aser Medida, they asked it in, because inherently it's problematic. The act of measuring Measuring itself is problematic because it's a mundane act, it's a zilzul of Shabbos, it's a desecration to Shabbos. So on the one hand, Medida seems like a lenient thing. On the other hand, because, because it's not Daimul Malacha or Mitzvah Malacha. But on the other hand, Medida contains an inherent problem. It is a Maisechayim. And Kshira does not have an inherent problem. Inherently, there's nothing wrong with tying a kesha shenish lakayama. The only problem of a kesha shakayama is in the optics. It looks like a kesha shakayama. So now we've flipped it around. Initially, we said that kashin is a bigger chiddush because kashin is, is, is so close to a dairaisa. Masha'in kein meididin is the chakala dirabanon, which is not even connected to a malacha. But now we're turning it around. But nevertheless, it's, it's uh, the act of Kshira, is not even a mixes malacha. It's not a chelika malacha. It's no shaykhist malacha. 
which means it's only usher because of something else. It's not usher inherently. But medida taket not shaykes to malacha. But it's isir is because of it itself and not because of anything else. With times I'm established, so based on this, it is understandable. That when it comes to measuring, which has an inherent iser, I would think that you should be more, more stringent with regards to medida than which does not have an inherent iser. Therefore, when the Mishnah comes to teach that both were mutter, were, were made mutter the tzedek mitzvah. There's a much bigger chiddush when it comes to medida because the medida is asher mitzat atzmai. Unlike shira that is only asher because of something else. And therefore, based on the tesis that we learned earlier, that you always do the bigger chiddush first. Therefore, they do meididin first and then kaishrin because meididin is the bigger chiddush. So now we answer our initial question that Paikikin and Maididin Kaishin is in the order of Khidish. Paikikin is the biggest Khidish. Maididin is the second biggest Khidish. Kaishin is the third Khidish or the, or, the, or, or, or the smallest Khidish. But we only were able to get here by understanding what Kaishin is and by comparing and then differentiating between Kshira and Hitzah. And now we have a new understanding of Hitzah. We have a new understanding of Kaishin. We now understand the Seder of the Mishnah. And up until here is the Chela Kanigla of this Indian. Now in Nezvav, we carry over to the Pnimisa and Yanim. We're going to answer this question of why the Mishnah is in the order of Pekikin and Meididin and Kaishin in this order according to Chesidus as well. So let's preface a couple of things. Number one, let's, let, let's zero in for a moment on the, on the grammar. And of the word Pekikin doesn't say Mutter Lifkaik, but it says Pekikin, which, which translates as we close the window, or the window is closed, it gets closed. Meaning to say it's something that is present, not you're allowed to do it in the future, but it's being done, and it's in, and it's in the, the action is being done. And there must be a message there. If the, if the Mishnah was merrily coming to tell us the halacha, what is that Mutter Lifkik? By telling us, telling us that we're already doing it. It's actually happening. In what way? So we're going to go back in this next paragraph to the, in this next paragraph to the, According to Chassidus, explained elsewhere in Chassidus. I believe it's in the Siches and Chelik Yudalef in the third Sicha of B'Shalach. Why does Masech the Shabbos begin with Hitzah? Because Alpiruchni, spiritually speaking, Hitzah is a general concept that's relevant to all the Yisurim of Shabbos. Why? When a person does something prohibited on Shabbos, this world, the the is called 
uh, uh, mountains of, of separation, that everything is separated. There's many, many different domains, many, many different balabatim, uh, 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 owners to the domain. So it's called the Susadabim, the world that is controlled by Klippa. And when the Abister is in control, it's called the Susayachid. It's in the Rishus of the Yachid, Yechid So when a person does what they're supposed to, then the Abister is the Balabos, and the world is the Susayachid. When a person does what they're not supposed to, then, then the, the, uh, the, the object, whatever is being used for the Isir, is being taken out of the Shus of Hashem, of the Eibishter, out of the Shus HaYachid, and, bringing, and being brought into the Shus HaRabim, into the possession of the Klippus. So when a person is Eber and Isir Shabbos, that's what he's accomplishing. He's accomplishing that he's taking this object or this energy and he's taking it away from Rishus HaYachad, the Eibishter, and giving it to Rishus HaRabim, to the Klippus. And therefore, Hitzah, the halacha of Hitzah comes as a general introduction to the dinim of Shabbos. To tell us that as we're about to learn about Hilcha Shabbos, know that you have the power and, and, and you, uh, you have the power and you have it within your hands to either bring everything into the Shusayachid and or leave everything in the Shusayachid or chas v'shalom to take things out of the Shusayachid and put it into the Shusayachid. The same thing would apply to the conclusion of the Mesechteh. Everything goes according to the conclusion. The end of the Mesechteh is not just the end, it's also the culmination and everything is connected through it. That also the last Mishnah is giving us a general insight into what is accomplished through keeping Shabbos with all of its details. In order to understand this, as we will explain as follows, we're going to explain to you, according to Chassidus and according to Kabbalah, according to the Zayar, what is the significances of the specific parts of Shabbos. Mavur, Bekama, Mekemis is explained in several places. The difference between the three time periods of Shabbos, Al of Maili, Leil Shabbat, the evening of Shabbos, Friday night, the day of Shabbos, which is basically Shabbos morning, and the day of Shabbos. Gimel's man mincha Shabbos, the man of mincha of Shabbos, right before the sun goes down, which is called in the Zoyar, Raiva de Raivim. Raiva means Ratzin, the Ratzin of Hashem, Ratzin of all Ritzainis. It's a very, very lofty level that is shining down on the world at that time. But before we get there, let's go in the order. Shabbos, Shabbos, on the evening of Shabbos, Friday night, Malchus ascends. Malchus goes up from being involved, so to speak, in the Elam is Bri, as they're called, Elam is the, the, the lower worlds. During the days of the week, Malchus goes down into Biya to Bimavar, the Birurim, to elevate and to purify the sparks of klipa that exist in the Elmas Biyah. The legs, the bottom of Atsilis, which is Malchus to Atsilis, Yerdes goes down into the Pasuk says Mavis, Mavis which represents Ra and Klippa, that during the week Malchus goes down into Biyah to, 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 to break and elevate and transform Klippa into Kedusha. Ubalil Shabbos, when it comes Friday night, 
He Malchus gets a reprieve from what it's doing a whole week, and it ascends, it goes up from Biyah into Atzimus. And since all the worlds within Biyah are receiving their energy from Malchus, and Malchus just went to Atzimus, so, so when Malchus continues to shine, to shine down, to shower down sustenance to the worlds. But what kind of Malchus are they getting? What's shining down into Biyah is Malchus, the way it is in Atzilis. So during the week, what, what Biyah gets is Malchus, the Atzilis, the way it is in Biyah. On Friday night, Malchus, Biyah gets Malchus, the Atzilis, the way it is in Atzilis. So that's the, 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 the up, the ascent, the aliyah that happens Friday night from the rest of the week. But then when it comes to the day of Shabbos, then a higher level shines down. The level of Zah, which is Midas Tatsilis, Chesed Guru Tiferes Natsachoid Yesoid, which are the Midas of Atsilis. They shine down. In other words, Malchus went up to Atzilus. So Friday night, Malchus is giving Malchus to Atzilus to Biyah. When by Shabbos morning, since Malchus is receiving from Zod Atzilus, so the Zod Atzilus comes down through Malchus into Biyah. Then when it comes to the time of Raiva, did Ivan? The time of Rotsen, the time of Minche, who gilu yabchine, who madregeshon This is the revelation of the level that is higher than Zah and Malchus put together. That from that level there's a fusion of Zah and Malchus. And now, uh, uh, when it comes to time of Minche, this level that's higher than Zah and Malchus and therefore confused together Zah and Malchus, that's the level that shines down onto the elements. So this explains uh, many times uh, when you have two, two levels that are competing with each other or that are opposed to one another and then you bring a higher level then that level could bring those two together. So you have Michal Sar Shalmayim Gavriel Sar you have Michal and Gavriel that are two different sides of the coin but in the presence of, of, of Hashem they're, they're, they're at peace because Hashem is greater than them. So Zohar Malchus are, 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 are not, they're not opposed to each other, but they're two different levels. You have Zoh and you have Malchus. When, you comes to, when it comes to Daiva, the Daivin, to the level of the Ratzin of the Ebishter, Zoh and Malchus work together. And the Chayna, very interesting. Uh, uh, I'm sure many of you know this already, but many of you may not have noticed. I think they've noticed this, but don't know this explanation. That when it comes Friday night, when it comes to davening the, 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 the Shemineser of Shabbos, in the in the peace of the Kainu Velakeinu Velakeinu Kachinu Velakeinu the Sein Chalkeinu Velakeinu we say on Friday night Velakeinu Velakeinu Yisrael Mekatesh Mecha and then on Shabbos morning we say Velakeinu Velakeinu Chakras and Musaf Kol Yisrael Mekatesh Mecha and by Mincha we say Velakeinu Vom Kol Yisrael Mekatesh Mecha why is there a difference in this in the Nusach but according to this we understand Velakeinu 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 Friday night, we said Malchus is Malchus the Atzilis is being made to the Elamis, shining down on the Elamis, and therefore we say Yenuchuva, because which is the feminine, because Malchus is the feminine. 
Betchila shachris we say v'yenuchu v'ay. Because shachris in the morning, Shabbos in the morning is Meir Zah. And Zah is the masculine energy. And therefore we say v'yenuchu v'ay in the masculine terminology. Or betchila sminchav v'yenuchu v'am. And by mincha we say v'yenuchu v'am in the plural. Because yichud Zah and Malchus, at this point Zah and Malchus are together. And therefore we say it in the plural because it's Zah and Malchus. So now we understand that there's three stages in Shabbos. There's Friday night, which is the time that Malchus Tatzilis shines on the world. There's Shabbos morning when Zod Tatzilis or Vidus Tatzilis shine on the world. And then there is Shabbos by Mincha when Raivin is, being, is shining under the world. Since on Friday night there is the, the elements are elevated, meaning to say, the whole week the worlds we're getting from Malchus, Malchus Tatsilis. But the way it is in Biyak, Friday night the worlds are getting from Malchus Tatsilis, the way it is in Atsilis, so they're getting a much higher level, there's a much higher Gilui coming to the elements, therefore, Lochain Mizbatlin Belil Shabbos Kalaklipus. On Friday night, the clippers are bottled. They cease to exist. Since during the days of the week, since Malchus is going down in order to be Mavar, the Birurim wants to elevate or cleanse or transform the clippers. The clippers have to be acknowledged, they exist. In order for the, for 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 uh, for malchus to be mevaradim, lachelin is batlachlipas be'elamis, so the the, the clippers don't become bottle. They have to they have to be acknowledged in order to be nizbarim. Mashenkim b'shabbos, mikibon shesvidas hamalchus elaz batzilas sheim baraklal, but shabbos malchus is back up in atzilas. Where atzilas there's no rak. Mr. Kasson leigur chara, the Kasson tells us in the pasuk leigur chara that it refers to atzilas. That over there there's no the rak does not dwell over there at all. The world is in a state that the klipas cease to exist. I'm gonna move on. Shabazeh. Aliyah samachos ubitel aklipas v'cholu shayech v'kasher zeh b'midi yadu alavidas adam. It's very obvious, very clear that. Especially when we going through the Rebbe's Teda, that I shouldn't say nothing, but hardly anything happens in the Elimis Haruchniim without the Aveda Samata. If something is going to happen in the spiritual worlds, it has to be triggered in some way by the person Lamata. So if Malchus is going up into Atsilas, and the clippers are being subjugated or, 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 or nullified, it has to be that the Adam uh, uh, is part of it. And therefore, Taka Chazal tell us with regards to Aveda of Ayyid, that it says, The Gemara over there in Shabbos says, that whoever davens, call them a spallow bed of Shabbos, that, uh, that anybody who davens and have Shabbos and says Vayichulu says if he is the Shutif to the Abishta, he's partnering with Hashem. So, in other words, that the way the world was created is that we are partners with the Abishta in the creation of the world. How do we partner with the Abishta? 
What do you mean? The Abishta is the Bayra, we're the Nivra. How do we partner with Hashem? So he's going to explain something very fascinating. He's going to say that when the Abishta created the world, he left room for Klippus. And when we abolish the Klippus from the world, we are completing creation. Creation was left unfinished because Klippus still uh, 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 are present. And when we abolish Klippus, we complete the creation. And this is how he explains it. Chazal tell us that the northern side of the world is not surrounded. Meaning to say, it was never finished. When Hashem created the world, He did not finish the, 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 the northern side. From the perspective of creation itself, the northern side, which north represents the source and the dwelling place of Klippus. Like the Pasik says that the Ra, the, the evil, which is Klippus, comes from, opens up from the north. As far as creation is concerned, this northern side, which is where Klippus comes from, is open. The, the room remains for the Klippus to nurture, to live, to be sustained. But on Shabbos, that through the Aveda of the Yidin, Malchus is elevated. And because of that, the Klippus ceased to exist. It's as if the Yidin, who are keeping Shabbos, are closing off the northern side and completing creation. This is what it means the Yidin are the Abishas partner. The Yidin are changing, affecting creation because we are closing off the end of the world that the Abisha didn't close off through our Shmiris Shabbos, which abolishes the Klippus. The Dover Zenasa take it from the Yad Vikniza Shabbos. And this occurs immediately as Shabbos begins. By accepting Shabbos and observing Shabbos at that time. And then as a schar of this Aveda, Misalim Biyema de Shabbata, the Dargonilis Yeser. They are elevated on the day of Shabbos to even higher level. Gilead the Zodat Silas, the revelation of Zodat Silas. And then they go even higher. Until they reach such a high level that's above Zoya Malchus and it unites or unifies Zoya Malchus. So basically, there's a lot of stuff going on in the spiritual worlds on Shabbos. First, Malchus has to leave Biyah, so to speak, and go back into Atsilis. And then Malchus takes from Atsilis and gives to the Elamis. Then Zod Atsilis goes down to the Elamis. And then Naiva the Diving goes down to the Elamis. In the meantime, already from Friday night, once Malchus Atsilis left Biyah and is only being made to Biyah, Malchus Kemesha Uba Atsilis, this destroys the Klippas. But how does this all happen? Through the Yid Shemir Shabbos. When a Yid is Shemir Shabbos, he makes Malchus Tatsilis go up 
into Atsilas and to be made to the worlds from Achas Tatsilis, and to destroy the Klippis, and to close off the world, and to make the world a, 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 a place that is free and clear of Klippis, which is what Shabbos is all about. So you might have thought that, you know, Shabbos is, is, is a, an extremely complex area of Yiddishkeit, with Av Malacha, Tuldus Malacha, and Syagim, and Gzeris, and there's so many, so many details. And it seem, might seem overwhelming. But you should know that the keeping of these halachas, number one, is making sure that the world should remain a rishus ha-yachid, rishus of the eibishter, yechidish al-aylam. And now the Mishnah ends, Sechta Shabbos, to tell you what else you're accomplishing through keeping Shabbos. Therefore, the end of Shabbos, which is when the person concludes, finishes, to learn all the halachas and to keep all the halachas of Shabbos, which are all included in the Easter of Eitzah. As mentioned earlier, that Eitzah is about not, not taking anything from this world away from the Ebishter. Now at the end of Shabbos comes the notification the three elevations, the three accomplishments that are accomplished is as a schar for this Aveda, as a reward for this Aveda. These are hinted in these three words and specifically in this order and then Maididin and then Kirshtin. On the Friday night of the evening of Shabbos, you accomplish through your Shmidish Shabbos the elevation of Malchus and the elevation of the Elamis and the Bittel of Klippus, the seizing of the Klippus. Through this, you close the window, you close off the hollow space in the southern side of the world, like we said earlier, that we close off the Ruach Tzvainis. Then once you go from Malchus, where you closed off Ruach Tzvainis, and now there's no Klippus. Now you go to a higher level, to the Gili of Midis Tzvainis, which is the word Umeidadin, Midah, which Umeidadin, comes from the same word as Midah. Umeidadin, just to measure, comes from the same word of Midah, of character trait. Colossian Chazal, that in the character trait which a person measures for himself or conducts himself, that's how we, can, we measure back to him. So the word Midah could mean character trait, which is the, what Midah's Datsilis comes from, and it could mean the word Moididin, measurements. So Moididin is shot that you bring down a Gilui from Midah's Datsilis. And then you reach the level of a Koshin, which is, means two, two things. Number one, the Koshin means that you're bringing down the light that's so high up that it is binding together Zoh Malchus. But there's even more than that to the Koshin. Through that, you connect all the worlds with each other. 
They all become one domain, the domain of the Abishter, and and you bind them, you connect them with the Abishter. So when a Yid is Shemir Shabbos, number one, he's Paikikin. He closes off the world from Klippus. Number two, and, and that's done through the Gili of Malchus. Number two, Maididin, he brings down a Gili of, of Midas Tatsilis. And number three, Kaishdin, he brings down the Gili of, of the level that's Mekasher Zah and Malchus. He's Mekasher, the Elimus, with each other. He creates a unity in all of the Elimus. And it's Mekasher, the Elimus, with the Abishter, with the Chidish Now we understand, even Al Pichsidis, why the Mishnah says, and in this order, and the fact that the Mishnah, the Mesech Shabbos begins with a Ruchni, with a with an Indian Klali, Al Piruchnius, of what is Shabbos all about, and it ends with the Indian Klali, Al Piruchnius, of what Shabbos is all about.